This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel, fine. You know, you can bend those. You could have destroyed the whole race car, if not worse. I don't have any problem racing each other and trading paint and moving people. I mean, that's it's a short track bull ring. This is not Daytona. From the MCRP studios in the Motor City. But I do know also one thing. By the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins, and I promise you that. With Zach Heiser. Fager leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf. Big run. He'll cross over now down the back straightaway and into turn number three. Moyer puts the binders on Fager nearly on the bike. And Rich Frank. Any progress, Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios. Hey, guys, this is Ford Hodge. This is three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion, Rusty Schlink. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis Green. This is Andrew Shai. David Melke. Josh Fry. Ryan Rua. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings on a Monday the 13th. Monday the 13th, better or worse than Friday the 13th? I don't know. Uh, no open practices, events canceled and postponed across the state. In April, we know that we should all be heading to a racetrack right about now, but that's not the reality of the situation, so we are presented with what we are presented with. And in the meantime, let's take a look at some things that are happening in a Motor City Minute. Jimmy Johnson says he's keeping an open mind about 2020 being his final full season as an NASCAR Cup Series driver. The seven-time champion says, quote, I don't know what's going to happen in the coming months and if we'll be able to run the full season or not. That leads some speculation as to if they don't get a full season in, perhaps Johnson returns in 2021. The organizers of the 2020 Canadian Grand Prix, scheduled for June 12th through the 14th, have announced the postponement of the race. All tickets for the Formula One Canadian Grand Prix will continue to be valid as soon as the new date of the Grand Prix is confirmed. All spectators will be informed of the available options. In the iRacing world on Saturday, Simon Pagnol went to the virtual Michigan International Speedway Victory Lane following the eventful Chevrolet 275. The win gives the NTT IndyCar Series their third different winner in as many races. A COVID-19 testing center opened at Daytona International Speedway last week, according to officials with Advent Health. It's a drive-through screening and testing site open until April 17th on weekdays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. and on weekends from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And IndyCar teams from across the world are teaming up for the greater good. One program developed by 3D printer manufacturer Stratasys has Chip Ganassi Racing, Andretti Autosport, Aero McLaren SP, Team Penske, and more of its customers aligned in producing medical face shields using the company's rapid printing technology found within their respective shops. A total of 30,000 face shields have been printed and sent to date, with the number expected to reach 120,000 by the end of April. And that's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Good Monday evening. I'm Zach Heiser, Rich France, uh, utilizing the social distancing on the uh, video conference tonight. Good evening, Rich. Welcome in. Good evening, Zach. How was your Easter? Hey, it was great Easter. Thanks for asking. Hope yours was good as well. we got to get right into it. Jam-packed show tonight, including interviews with Jeff Striegel, Luke Hubble straight ahead. But first, the story that is taking our industry by storm today Following the use of a racial slur Sunday during an iRacing event, Chimp Ganassi Racing driver Kyle Larson has found himself suspended indefinitely by NASCAR, iRacing, and CGR. 
Official news of the suspension came just before noon today from the sanctioning body. Nearly two hours after CGR announced they had suspended the 27-year-old driver without pay while the investigation continues. It is suspected that Larson believed he was speaking on his private iRacing channel when trying to reach someone he apparently knew when he sluttered the N-word. Rather, his comments were broadcast across the driver chat streamed by others. NASCAR released a statement this morning saying, quote, NASCAR has made diversity and inclusion a priority and will not tolerate the type of language used by Kyle Larson during Sunday's iRacing event. Our member conduct guidelines are clear in this regard, and we will enforce those guidelines to maintain an inclusive environment for our entire industry and fan base, end quote. Larson, a graduate of the Drive for Diversity program, issued a video apology on his Twitter shortly after 12 p.m. And, Rich, as it develops today, uh, we've also learned uh, that McDonald's, Credit One Bank, and uh, other sponsors have pulled their support of Kyle Larson. Um, Chevrolet also included on that. They have not yet pulled their support for Chip Ganassi Racing, which is going to be a big deal if they do that. But this just seems like another case where Cup veterans are getting themselves in trouble during on, uh, downtime on iRacing. Yeah, Zach, you know, we a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, Bubba Wallace got, got himself in a pickle with his sponsor. And uh, and this, there, there's really no excuse for this. We're going to discuss it a little further in, uh, in, the, in our Here's the Deal segment. But... Uh, I, I, I guess the only thing I can say is I don't know what he was thinking. Mm. Yeah, we'll get into that coming up in just a few moments. Right now, Rich, what's making other news right now in the motorsports industry? Yeah, Zach, Bristol Motor Speedway officials announced Tuesday that the Pinty's U.S. Short Track Nationals, presented by Vores Welding and Steel, one of the premier short track stock car races in the country, has been rescheduled for September 26, 2020, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It was also revealed yesterday that Pinty's Delicious Foods, a Canadian-based company that produces and supplies fresh and frozen chicken products to retail and food service, has been named the title sponsor of the popular event through a diverse multi-year partnership agreement with BMS. The one-day show with open practice the day before will showcase four exciting classes headlined by the powerful Super Late Models, Along with the super late models, the event will feature race action for the pro late models, street stocks, and compacts. And, of course, the uh, Champion Racing Association uh, with their pro late models, the Jags Tour, and the street stocks. And then uh, it's a co-sanctioned event for the super late models with CRA uh, as well. On Tuesday, NASCAR announced the 15 nominees for the NASCAR Hall of Fame's Class of 2021, introducing the modern era and pioneer ballots for the first time. The list includes five first-time NASCAR Hall of Fame nominees, three on the Modern Era ballot, and two on the Pioneer ballot. Jeff Burton, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Carl Edwards joined seven previous nominees on the Modern Era ballot. Three-time Cup champion crew chief Jake Elder and renowned car builder Banjo Matthews joined three previous nominees on the Pioneer ballot, designed to honor those whose careers began more than 60 years ago, which would be prior to 1961 for the Class of 2021. The NASCAR Hall of Fame Class of 2021 will consist of two inductees from the list of modern era nominees and one from the list of pioneer nominees for a total of three new inductees in 2021. And prolific sprint car driver Kyle Cummins will start a new journey this season as a USAC Silver Crown competitor. Cummins will team up with Bill Floyd and crew chief Donnie Gentry uh, and 
field and entry that will compete in dirt races on the series schedule. Cummins, a six-time Amsoil USAC National Sprint Car winner and reigning Hoosier Auto Racing Fans Driver of the Year, will wheel Floyd's number 69 on the Silver Crown Circuit. Elsewhere, officials from Nashville Fairground Speedway and Champion Racing Association have moved the North-South Super Late Model Challenge 100 from Sunday, May 3rd to Saturday, May 30th. The JEG CRA All-Stars Tour race, originally scheduled for Saturday, May 2nd, has also moved to May 30th. And guess what? If that wasn't enough, Van Hoy Oil CRA Street Stocks, Victory Custom Trailers, CRA Junior Late Models, and Vores Compact Touring Series presented by Mercer County Electric all going to be in the house on May 30th at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Now, the event is highlighted by the North-South Super Late Model 100, which is sanctioned by the Arca CRE Super Series and Southern Super Series, as well as the Cars Tour. Uh, this will mark the first appearance on the Nashville High Banks for the uh, CRA uh, Street Stocks, as well as the uh, first time that the Junior Late Models uh, will be at the uh, smaller por portion of the Nashville Fairground Speedway. Uh, that series, of course, was expected to open their series season at the Motor City 200 at Flat Rock Speedway. That uh, had to be canceled due to the pandemic. Officials have successfully found a replacement date and venue May 30th on the quarter mile at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. And Tri-City and Merritt Speedway owner Mike Blackmere did his best to make a good situation out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Blackmare hosted a fundraising event on, on his many businesses' social media pages on Thursday in an effort to raise enough funds for his furloughed and laid off employees that he may help them buy an Easter dinner. During a phone conversation with Horsepower Happenings, we learned Blackmere had a fundraising goal of $5,000 by Saturday. The many communities who support Blackmere's endeavors had raised a staggering $8,000. With the funds, over 40 people were supported just in time for the Easter holiday. And not only do we say a great job to Mike for making that happen, but a great job to the racing community and everyone who donated to his cause, Zach. Absolutely, and a great job, too. And uh, we did get a chance to talk to him, had that little write-up. And at the time of the $8,000 mark, there were still donations coming in. He had taken a donation for uh, $150 that very morning that we talked to him, and he still had some checks in the mail as well. So uh, a great job by everybody. Uh, I, I want to say in northern Michigan, but really donations were coming in from all across the, uh, really all across the country for Mike and what he was doing. So uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations to everyone who helped out and uh, glad to see that he could help some people out for Easter. Um, it's time to get into what has been a NASCAR roasting over the last couple of weeks, but really they backed themselves into a corner, Rich. What is the deal tonight? Here's the deal. What's going on? Well, just like we let off let off the program with uh, Kyle Larson um, caught using a racial slur during Sunday night's uh, iRace that he was involved in. Uh, drivers from various iRacing series were involved in this race. Uh, Larson was competing in an iRacing event and appeared to lose com communication with his spotter uh, on his headset. And uh, during a check of his microphone, Larson said, can't, you can't hear me? And that was followed by the N-word. Uh, Larson obviously thought it was an A-B conversation, Zach, but apparently the rest of the alphabet heard it as well. Yeah, you know, as we talk about this situation, I have to say that 
Uh, last week, I got myself an iRacing subscription and have been enjoying that thoroughly. And I better understand what happened in this situation now. Uh, basically, Rich, there are five channels that a driver can communicate on. There's a private channel set up directly for he and his spotter. Uh, who The spotter can be an outsourced individual who can watch the race from a separate situation and spot for the driver. So there's that private channel. There is the team channel for he and any other drivers who are linked up with his team. Then there is the race control channel, uh, and that's followed by the all teams channel. Um, and then I believe there's one other channel that I might be forgetting. Anyhow, the point being, there are several different channels you can toggle through. And what happened to Kyle is, is the worst case scenario where he thought he was on his private channel, toggled to all teams, and said what he said. Um, and, and I'm just laying the background for why this happened. We all pretty much can make the connection that Kyle would not have said this um, voluntarily on the All Teams channel for the whole world to hear. Exactly. And, you know, first of all, no, any all the way through this discussion, I'm going to I'm going to put this right out front. It was absolutely 100 percent wrong of what he said. That word should never be used. I wish they'd take it out of the English language. It's it is it is very insulting, no matter who you are. Um, so, with that being said, do I personally think Kyle Larson is a racist? Absolutely not. Um, I think he was surprised as anybody uh, when he found out that he was talking to everybody. Yeah, and he probably felt unbelievably bad when he said it. Now, with that said. Uh, with what he said, he has to pay the piper. Yeah, you know, there's a golden rule that we're taught in broadcasting, and uh, you know, this was this was sent home to me again the other day at my nine to five, if you will, my normal job, and that is when you're in the studio or when you've got a microphone near your mouth, don't ever say anything that you don't want the world to hear. Um, and so I think that golden rule really could have applied and should apply to any other drivers who are competing in iRacing in any facet or in any form. Um, and, and that could have applied to Kyle very well that, you know what, you've got your headset on, you've got your microphone in your face and you're pushing the button to talk. You better be gosh darn sure that what comes out of your mouth is exactly what you want the world to hear you say. Exactly. And I, I probably, he probably didn't think that, uh, this was going to gain the traction that it has. Uh, proof point, like you're saying, Zach, you know, if you have a microphone turned on, the world is going to find a way to hear it one way or another. And boy, they sure did. Uh, he's lost about everything you can lose in a 24 hour period. And uh, it may not be done for that young man yet. Um, it may be a long time for be before he gets back in a big time race car. It's very interesting to see our sports community react to this right now, Rich, because there is either two sides of the fence that you can be on. There is no being on the fence, and there is no in-between. Um, you either sh shrug, shrug this off, what happened, and say everyone's being too sensitive, or you face the facts that he said a derogatory term. He said it, okay? The fact that everyone heard it is beside the point. He used the derogatory term. And we all know that that's just not right. We need to get past that stage. And the point that I'm going to make is I'm going to agree with all the people. Here's my part of here's the deal. Kyle Larson, in saying that, has re-given NASCAR the stigma that they've been trying to shake for years. And that is that NASCAR drivers are uneducated, racist rednecks who don't know any better. 
and the sport has been working for a very long time to show how educated the sport is and how technologically advanced the sport is. And like it or not, Kyle Larson's comments over the last 24 hours, comment, it was one word, hit the reset button on all of that, and now the sport has to start rebuilding from the ground up again to show that they care for everybody, every ethnic, and every race. Exactly, Zach, and I'll take it a step further uh, because this is here's the deal, and I get my opinion. Do do I think that, that he said that to a friend of his? Yes, I do. Do I think that was the first time he ever said it to that friend? No, I do not. Right. Uh, with that being said, that doesn't let him off the hook. Mm. It surely doesn't. And, uh, you know, like you said, NASCAR trying to get over this stigma, it took them many years, many years uh, to try to get away from that. And uh, Kyle Larson just, just brings it all right back to him. And you look at the facts as we wrap this segment up. Um, NASCAR is going to have a really hard time recovering with this. Uh, the question remains whether or not Kyle can recover from this. I don't know if he'll be able to recover from it on a NASCAR level. I don't. I personally don't see a way that Kyle Larson retains a, a top-tier cup-level ride. Here's what I think happens to Kyle Larson. I think if he makes the decision, he can hang around in the Cup Series in an underfunded team. Here's what I do think will happen. I think that he'll continue to win many, many races in sprint cars and midgets, and his dirt career will continue to flourish, and he'll be fine in the dirt career side of things. But I don't see him doing well on nationally televised events anymore. And in closing, you have to look at the fact that from the NASCAR side of things, they have one African-American for 37 other drivers and, um, you know, the, the, the sanctioning body's still got some work to do, obviously, and, and this just helps their progress. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I agree with you that, Zach. There's, uh, you talk about being okay on dirt racing. There's a lot of big dirt races out there and a lot of very, very large uh, dirt racing sprint car midget teams. And uh, there's no guarantee that's big money what they do as well, and there is no guarantee that they're going to want to put any of those sponsors are going to want him in the seats of their cars either. Well, we'll see what happens for sure. If you've got an opinion, you can let us know by dropping us a line on our Horsepower Happenings Facebook page. You can either comment on the show link or you can drop us a message in our inbox. We'll be sure to read those. And uh, so that's going to do it for our Here's the Deal segment. We could talk about this for hours on end, but we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll get a chance to talk with somebody who has dealt with Kyle Larson and many of them on a regular occasion, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan's own Jeff Striegel on the program coming up next. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. Hello, race fans. This is Audra Hart, timing and scoring official for Motor City Racing Promotions. I hope you are all doing well during this COVID-19 outbreak. Please do what you can to abide by the stay-at-home and social distancing order so we will be able to get the 2020 racing season underway soon. Until then, keep listening to Horsepower Happenings. Stay home, stay safe. When the call sounds from race control. Hello, yellow, yellow, bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. 
It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. This is Bobby Santos, your 2019 Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprints Champion, and you're listening to Horsepower Happenings. Welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Zach Heiser, Rich Franz with you. And Rich, it's our pleasure to welcome in uh, one of our own from the state of Michigan. It's always a pleasure to uh, get somebody from the state of Michigan on who's got a chance to go to the big scene and go up to the top tier of NASCAR. And this time around, Rich, we get to talk to somebody who's kind of in a similar position that we are, who's made it to the top tier. Introduce us to our next guest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, last week we had a uh, NASCAR Cup driver on the show, had some fun with him. Now we got somebody who, who kind of hangs out with them every week and, and calls the shots. Uh, he's out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, uh, Jeff Striegel, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Rich, it's good to be with you. Zach, hello. I, I got to believe that as we record, we're both probably anxious to get back to the track, any track <laughs> at this particular point. Oh, man, you you hit the nail right on the head, Jeff. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of why we wanted to take advantage of what's going on right now, because everyone in the racing community right now kind of twiddling their thumbs. And we thought, hey, what a better time to get uh, Jeff Striegel on the program. Let's start at the beginning, Jeff. Uh, you know, we, Rich and I, uh, know your son, Kevin. We're closely with him. Obviously, uh -huh. we know you. We've listened to you on the Motor Racing Network for several years. Take us back before all of that. How does the Striegel family get into motorsports? Probably like everybody, right? And that would be um, my dad was involved. He ran out at the Speedrome out in Grand Rapids before he went over to Berlin so realistically it was a matter of being a fan i think like all of us before i decided i wanted to race i did that for i think 14 years in namra formula indies which ran michigan indiana ohio after that i got into broadcasting did the pa work at berlin transitioned into radio at berlin that led to kind of a challenge by my co-host at the time george keen who said send an audition tape into MRN and see what happens. I got a call back and ended up in Texas for a truck race. And from there, you know, just doing, doing what I can anytime they want me to be on the air. And right now is a, a difficult time as any, but let's talk about some of the things that you've seen. I want to focus on your broadcasting career a little bit um, before we get into what you've done with, with race cars and your race team and all that. Um, you have seen some of the most spectacular moments that NASCAR has ever witnessed, and you've been able to do that and collect a paycheck at the same time. Um, I specifically want to go back to an incident that's very fresh in everyone's mind right now, and the 2020 Daytona 500 and the moments that concluded that race. Now, for me, I watched this on the television. I was not able to listen to the MRN broadcast, but I know how suspenseful it was to watch it on TV what was that like, that moment, obviously talking about Ryan Newman and his crash? What was the suspense, and what was the situation like for you in the broadcast booth? Man, that's, uh, that's something I'll never forget. I, I had the last call, so I knew that I was going to be calling a very close finish. I watched him down the back straightaway. I watched him into three and four. Newman had the lead. Blaney was right there. Hamlin was right there. 
And so as I as I pick him up off turn number four and I start into here comes, you know, Newman leads before I can even get it out of my mouth. He's he's in the fence and I call him across the line. Danny Hamlin by inches over Ryan Blaney. And as I'm seeing it, all of a sudden you see the car of Newman coming across the line. Because you got to remember at that point, they would obviously bypassed that car. And now it's just flipping and it comes to a rest. Now, in the broadcast booth, we have NASCAR control sitting next to us. I can see what's going on there. I can read the expression on people's face. I can see what's going on down on the racetrack. And, you know, I think like all of us, Zach, I, I thought the worst. Yeah. And I will probably never forget as I was doing the final rundown. I came to Ryan Newman and I saw his name on the, you know, on the rundown and my voice cracked mm. and I didn't, I certainly didn't want that to be something that someone could interpret that, you know, maybe Jeff knows more than what he's leading on because I didn't. Right. But I will never forget, you know, so-and-so finished here and so-and-so finished there. And then Ryan Newman and my voice, I paused for just a split second my voice cracked, and I just tried to keep on going mm. and went back to the hotel. And, and like everybody that was a NASCAR fan that night, wherever they were, we all just waited. And for us, the Motor Racing Network team, we waited all together in the hotel lobby until we finally got word that, you know, he was in the hospital and he's going to make it. And we just mm. looked at each other, and I think that was a collective sigh the first time we had actually just taken a breath and we all looked at each other and said, that's it. We're going to bed. And everybody went off and, you know, went to their own room and we were done. Yeah. And I think you're right too. Everyone's going to have vivid memories of that for Rich and I, you're right. We're waiting for the race to end so we can report on it on our show. Cause it was a, you know, it was a, a rare Monday night edition and uh, um, you know, just the suspense. Had you felt anything like that since 2001 at that racetrack? Well, you know, there was a couple. I mean, I, I go back to when Kyle Busch hit the uh, hit the wall when he shattered his legs a few years ago. I mean, until we see the window net come down and we see the driver get out, you always have that. Um, wasn't it Kyle Larson that flipped down the front straightaway a couple of years ago when he tossed the engine and everything else out of that race sure. car? Sure, got into the catch fence, yeah. Yeah, so... I guess the short answer is yes. You look at some of the big ones on the back straightaway, and I'm just talking about a couple of those that happened in front of me on the, on the main straightaway. But, you know, when you race them at Daytona, you just hold your breath until you see the window net come down and the driver get out. And as we all know, um, you know, Rich, 99% of the time, they drop the window net and they get out. And in this particular case with Ryan Newman, the window net didn't come down. And we could tell that he was going to need assistance to get out of that race car. Now, Jeff, let's uh, change it, change the pace just a little bit. Uh, you know, Jeff, uh, I raced for Ron Jer Drager for oh, 25 years at Flat Rock in Toledo. And then he actually gave me the opportunity to get in this business and work with uh, probably one of the one of the best announcers we've had in this area or in the state and Gary Lindahl. Uh, talk about the guys you've been able to and fortunate enough to work with. Rich, I just love the fact that you mentioned Gary Lindahl because of the fact that when I was racing in NAMRA Formula Indies 
Gary, of course, was one of the announcers at the tracks that we were at. Gary's always been, uh, uh, I've always been a big fan of Gary's, but I think Rich and Zach, when you ask about announcers that I've had the pleasure of working for, obviously Barney Hall has to be at the very, very top of that list. Um, Hall of Fame broadcaster, I've just been fortunate to be able to work with him. He acted as a coach, a mentor, a dad. I've had, you know, Joe Moore, Dave Moody, uh, you know, you name it, some of the very best in the business. But I think when you ask that question, one immediately rises above all others, and that, of course, would be Barney. You know, you mentioned uh, Joe Moore, and I had the, pl- the pleasure of listening to that Homestead broadcast. What was it like to be able to help send him off uh, into retirement? Well, he's a best friend, so that was hard for me. Again, you know, I talk about, I'm, I guess people that know me realize I'm probably somewhat of an emotional guy. Mm. So I knew what I wanted to do with Joe at some point during that broadcast, and we got down to the very end of the thing. I needed that time to say goodbye to Joe, and that was hard. Yeah. Um, I knew I was not only saying goodbye to somebody who had coached me like Barney had, but coached me along the way. Uh, so from a professional standpoint, it was difficult. But from a personal standpoint, I knew that I was saying goodbye to my best friend and that I was not going to be seeing him week after week after week on the road like I had done for you know 20 years before that. Now, uh, Jeff, we we got to talk about what Zach and I like to call uh, the elephant in the room, and that's what we're all kind of going through today and here in our country and around the world. Um, You know, our sport, a lot of people get together and are close together in our sport. Um, Do you see any way that we're going to be able to go racing in in any way, really, in 2020? Well, I could probably turn that right around and ask you that, right, Rich? (laughs) You'd have just as valid of an answer as what I'm going to give you. I'm going to say yes. I believe that we will go back to work. I believe we will put NASCAR back on the track. Mm. I look at it in a couple of different ways, though. If we can get back on the racetrack by the end of May, that would be Charlotte, then I think that we can run all 36 races. They're not going to run like the schedule was released last year. Obviously, you know that. We're already missing Richmond this weekend, Talladega next weekend. But I do think that there's a point where we have to get back in order to try to accomplish all 36 races. If we come back, let's say, the 1st of July, then I have no idea what our schedule might look like. I do know this, Rich. When we go back to work, we are going to be very busy because we're going to be running on weekends and weeknights and then back to a weekend and back to a weeknight in order to try to accommodate all of the tracks in the way the schedule originally laid out. And I, and I think Jeff on, on the local side here, which we have, you know, we talk to a lot of people all the time, um, all excited to get back on the racetrack. It's a little different, you know, NASCAR is bigger. They have sponsorship money, TV money, radio money Uh, here locally, not a lot of opportunities to pack 2000 people in a grandstand that are going to want to sit next to each other. Well, and how about the fact that let's say that we actually can't, do that that we're not allowed to actually put a spectator in the grandstand but yet we're able to actually open the doors at flat rock at lansing at berlin kalamazoo at toledo um 
how can a promoter expect to make money when there's nobody coming in the back gate? Yeah. You're exactly right. We can race NASCAR and survive. Uh, TV would love to be able to put that on. We all know that, and we all want it. TV would love to be able to put the Richmond race on this weekend, but we can't, but we could do it without fans. Our local short tracks right here in the state of Michigan couldn't do it and survive, and that's that's really has me concerned about the future of our short tracks here in the state of Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, and around the country. Well, Jeff, as we get ready to wrap up with you, uh, obviously we could talk all night about racing. You have such a vast career. Uh, just a couple more things. Um, <clears throat> we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about a program that you just wrapped up last year that was very successful, um, and that was taking motorsports, owning a race team, and donating thousands of dollars to charity at the same time. Uh, talk to us about your former venture with Racing Awareness. Well, I appreciate it, Zach. Thank you. Um, Ten years. It was something that I, when, when Gordon Food Service, if you'll remember, GFS Marketplace 400 at Michigan International Speedway, 03, 04, 05, 06, uh, I was fortunate to run that program at the time for Gordon's. One of the things that we learned very quickly was you couldn't fill sweets on a Friday uh, at, the, at the racetrack. Nobody really cared about coming down on a Friday, so... We put kids from Moss Children Hospital, Make-A-Wish, and Helen DeVos Children's Hospital in the suites. And we found out very quickly that racing could be a diversion to a very difficult healthcare process. We brought that back to Grand Rapids, created a charity and a business side, ran some cars at Berlin, and raised in 10 years 600000 that we donated to childhood cancer research. We had a lot of fun racing had even more fun interacting with families and kids um, that needed something, I think. Just, like I said, a diversion, if you will. So we wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. All right. So we like ready, that. Zach we... and Rich, we are going to run a race car at Berlin. It will not be under the banner of racing awareness. It's just something that we love to do, and we're going to run one of the limited outlaw late models if we ever get a chance to open the gates over there and get the cars on the track well you gave you gave a couple of novice reporters a little bit of information and so it's our job <laughs> to dig a little bit further do you know who's going to be piloting that machine this year geez i really do um i can tell you that the car will be the number 97 uh which we're going to take off of the uh the modified we're going to put it on the limited and we're going to put josh fry behind the wheel of that car very cool so we're, we're really excited. We're, we're hoping to give him the best uh, piece of equipment we can. We're excited to go out there and run against guys like Tim DeVos. That I know you guys have heard he's planning on running one of those cars out there. Mm. So, you know, it, it, I, I, feel, I feel like a race fan. And just like you guys, it, it's like it's time to go back to what we know and what we love and what we want to be doing. Yes. We just need to get this behind us where everybody's been working so hard to do that. Soon it will happen. And then hopefully even sooner yet, we'll be able to get in the stands and enjoy what we do. Now, uh, one one thing before we let you go, Jeff, I got to ask you this. Um and I don't know other, any other way to ask it, but I'm just going to come straight out. What the heck was Kyle Larson thinking? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Rich. Um, what he did was wrong, 
and now he is going to face the consequences. And as you guys are watching, he is in a complete free fall right now mm. with the announcement that Chevrolet has suspended him, not terminated, but suspended. But um, obviously, the, some of the most recent things now, Credit One, uh, his sponsor, Credit One Bank, has parted ways with Kyle Larson. McDonald's has parted ways with Kyle Larson. They have not left Chip Ganassi Racing. That could be a dagger if that happened. Mm. They have not left Chip Ganassi Racing, but they have said now that they want nothing to do with Kyle Larson. So just a, a horrible situation, and uh, I don't think... Does, he have, does he have any way out of this, Jeff? <sighs> yeah, I do. I, I do. I think he's got to um, be public. You know, we, we, I think we all have seen that he did about a 45-second video apology. I think that he is somebody that is probably going to need to not hide from this, but step to the forefront, continue to say, this is what I'm doing. I apologize for what happened, and these are the course of actions that I'm taking. And I think if he can do that, he'll stay where he is. But I'll tell you, I, I think that we are only just beginning to see this story unfold. Well, Jeff, it'll be interesting to watch for sure. And, uh, you know, not what we not what we necessarily want to see during this downtime as everyone just tries to get through these uh, interesting situations that the world's dealing with. Um, yeah. we, we appreciate your time this evening, uh, Jeff, and uh, we know that uh, we're all trying to just make it through until we can see race cars on track again. And uh, appreciate you giving us some time tonight. Absolutely, Zach. And, and I'll tell you guys both, I appreciate what you do. I always like the support in any way I can, the podcasts that are done to support auto racing, whether it be local, NASCAR, it doesn't matter. So, Zach, Rich, I applaud what you guys do. And anytime you want to sit down and chat, I'm always available. All right, we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll call up somebody who's uh, not only racing locally, but designing, building, and innovating locally. Luke Hubble from uh, Hubco is coming up on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, race fans. This is Scott Menlin, president of Motor City Racing Promotions. I'd just like to take a moment to thank everyone in our strong racing community, those who are doing our part, staying apart. Practicing social distancing is essential to our success in the fight against the COVID-19 worldwide pandemic. I must especially thank our amazing healthcare providers and first responders, some of which are members of our incredible MCRP safety team who are out on the front line around the clock serving our community. Stay safe, race fans. We'll see you at a track soon. Suspension Max is a service and solution-based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, the local company began servicing clients in 2002. Suspension Max serves the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. Learn more about what they can do for you at SuspensionMax.com or call 1-888-629-9226. Suspension Max, the leveling kit experts. If you're searching for a weekly podcast that features local results, news, and insight, then your search stops with Horsepower Happenings. Every Monday night, Zach Heiser and Rich France break down the week in motorsports, from NASCAR to the world of outlaws. Then they go over what's happening in the Great Lakes region. Plus, they sit down with industry professionals, including drivers, car owners, track promoters, and more. Find a complete broadcast schedule and more information at HorsepowerHappenings.com. And follow Horsepower Happenings on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hi, this is Vestberg, Michigan's Logan Arntz, and you are listening to Horsepower Happenings. 
Welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Uh, Zach Heiser, Rich France with you, and time for our second interview on the night. Rich, uh, let us uh, let us know who we're talking to. Good friend of the friend of the program. First time having him on, though. Yeah, exactly. We've had some fun uh, getting to know this gentleman over the last couple of years. Uh, born and raised in Hastings, Michigan, uh, dirt car UMP modified driver Luke Hubble. Welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Now uh, let's go back to last year, man. You had you actually had a pretty nice year in that mod, second in the points in a regional modified tour. Uh, that's not too bad. Yeah, you know, uh, I just thankful for the opportunity that you know I had. Uh, we had, we ran a lot, a lot of races, a lot of uh, you know out of out of Michigan, but um, ended up learning a lot, and I uh, can't thank Mason Cowan enough for you know going with me all those times and. My fiance Alex and um, just the people you know we met along the way and really made a difference. How uh, this has got to be tough on you? Uh, how how excited? I mean, I look on Facebook and I I see that hot rod that you got ready. Uh, how is it every day to just watch it sit there day after day? Oh man, it's weird. It's really weird. Especially I just got my uh, first house, if you will, and you know. Last year, all my whole life, the car was outside um, in my dad's garage. Well, not in the garage, but, you know, outside on, on the cement there. And so to have my own garage and have it all, you know, sitting the way I want it. And it's, it's really weird just having it sit there. But um, I got faith that, you know, we're going to get it out there pretty soon here. And um, the iRacing stuff really helps. And Hub Club stuff really keeps me busy. But, you know, uh, I don't know. It just keeps me gives me uh, positive if anything else. Yeah, you mentioned two things that we're definitely going to dive into, and we'll start with the iRacing. Um, over the last several months, as uh, well, I guess it's been over the past month, it feels like several months, but um, as the real racing world ground to a halt and iRacing kind of took over, I look back, Luke, at a conversation that you and I had down in Kokomo, Indiana, um, right before you strapped in for one of the biggest modified races of the season, and I said, Luke, have you ever turned any laps here? And he, uh, you said to me, thousands on iRacing. And I said, well, is that, yeah. I said, is that really going to help you? And, and you were very confident that it was. And, um, you know, let's recount. How much were you able to take from iRacing and apply to that night? Man, it was so much. Um, last year, I got a, a VR set up, and I, maybe that helped a lot too. But um, just iRacing is so exact. Man, that thing is so, mapped out so well. And, um, I actually wrote down notes and everything and had them on my whiteboard in my trailer. Um, just, you know, pick up points, and, and you can change the different track conditions and stuff like that. But um, if anything, I, you know, I've never been there in real life, so uh, racing... You know, in virtual reality, um, help me to get comfortable with that sort of um, landscape and take all the bugs out. We got there, man. It was so it was so busy. We were parked, you know, way out in Dooney's and parked right by the Port of Johns, and um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was great. It was a good time. But I, I definitely think I did some helps a lot. You know, they added a lot of tracks too, and um, and I think you know, like Lima Land. I'm excited to go there next year or this year, if you will. Um, even just tracks I never even heard about. I didn't even. Know, I probably wouldn't even gone to Coca-Cola, um, you know, for the iRacing thing. While well, the tour was going there too, but yeah. 
That's great. Yeah, and, you know, I look back, uh, Rich and I have now, we've talked to what, Rich, probably half a dozen guys who are using iRacing to pass the time. And, and Luke, oh, I, sure. I, I look back and, and I go, wow, you know, Luke was kind of the first one that I had talked to that was really using iRacing to get himself ready for on-track activities. And, and uh, you know, now, Luke, with your connection to iRacing, you're taking that even one step further into the real life, and you're making a product that as a new iRacing subscribee in myself, I'm interested in buying, and that is a coupler that can go from your uh, virtual steering wheel setup, be it a Thrustmaster or what you ha- whatever you have, that you can bolt on and couple your actual race car quick-release steering wheel to. How did that idea come about for you to create that? Um... <laughs> Well, um, I, like a lot of these things I look at, man, I just like, I got so annoyed with racing with a small steering wheel and I just was just staring at it and, uh, I, that 3D printer was just looking at me and, um, <laughs> I, I think I can figure something out here and, um, I grace the God there, man, he just gave me that idea and it took me about three times to get the, the spline geometry right, a pair of calipers was sitting in my car and trying to get it right and uh yeah it it works out pretty nice you know it gives it that real feel and you know when you spend a lot of money on a like an mpi wheel or something like that you, know, you want to use it as much as you can and um yeah i don't know i, I didn't think it would work at first but it definitely it definitely works out pretty good. It's so ironic for me because you did that. I, I got my iRacing subscription, I think, on Tuesday, so almost a week ago. And the very first thing I did was I went out on a racetrack and I spun that car around and I said, darn it, I need a bigger steering wheel. I can't keep up. I wish that I could have my actual wheel on there. And then a couple of days later, you, you made that announcement that you were making those. And I said, I got to get one of those because um, yeah. how, did, how did it help? Does it help with your ability to, to drive the car? Yeah, I think it does, like, because there, there's so many, I had a guy contact me, he said, uh, you know, I was thinking about zip tying my wheel to it, and I'm thankful that he <laughs> came out with that, and said, oh my gosh, and uh, he sent me a picture of it, it was great, but, no, yeah, I, I think it does, it, um, you know, you can either take off the old one, or, or leave it on there, and, you know, because it takes six bolts, and you can just bolt the, take the bolts out, and put those uh, bolts into an adapter, and you're ready to go, or you can take the wheel apart you know a lot of tech but um yeah it's just cool and then plus like if you have a workstation you know if you're racing at your computer desk like i am i don't have a sit down rig or anything cool like that but you know you just pull the wheel off and you can you can work over it you know it's like holy crap and then i don't know if you remember from last year i forgot my dang suit oh um, yeah yeah and so i was like man I, there's no way i'm gonna remember to grab my wheel so I just made it like that. There you go. Now, I, you know, I, I raced, you know, before we got into this talking stuff, uh, I raced for over 25 years, and I thought it was a cool thing. I jumped in other cars at certain times, and I took my steering wheel from my car with me just because it really? made me feel like I had my car in my hand, and I think I think that's a brilliant idea what you came up with. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I got some other uh, things I got, you know, uh, I want to release with that, like to compliment that. Um, I just came to me too, but so that, that's coming out too. But you know, I, the whole thing is just it happened so quick, and I had over uh, over fifty orders in two days wow. online, and um, so you know, 
what I was thinking to do with like the whole COVID nineteen thing, and you know, starting like you're saying tonight even, um, I'd like to do like twenty. 20% of all the profits are going to go to like a food bank in Grand Rapids um, and just, you know, try to help out with that. I, I feel like any business is not sustainable unless you help out others. So I just, I don't know, I, I feel like we need to do our part and that's, that's what we're going to do. Um, and then everybody can get a adapter too. So it's a, it's a win-win. So let's, uh, I mean, it sounds like you're kind of making that announcement here on the show. Uh, let, let's make sure we have those details right. So you're saying 20% of any sale of the uh, Hubco adapter from a rear, real steering wheel to your virtual setup, 20% of any of those sales from here on out are going to go to a Grand Rapids-based food bank. Yep, yep, we'll release more information tonight uh, on, on the exact food bank we're trying to locate them right now, but... Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's something that we need to do, and, and hopefully other companies can take suit and, um, and and do something. You know, do something to help and um, serve up. You know, that's what we do. And uh, also, we should mention too, if you're uh, getting into iRacing racing and uh, you're thinking to yourself, self, I have a racing steering wheel out in the garage, but uh, I'm pretty sure that it's a uh, a hex spline, not what he's got. You're wor you're working on the hex uh, or octagon, sp or uh, excuse me, I think it's the hex spline that you're you're working on, right? You're working on the other one, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah, man. I I didn't even realize how many other stuff there was out there. So there's like a Woodford, um, there's a Long Acre, the hex. Um, I got I got the hex and I got the Long Acre on order right now, so I can uh, uh, you know render all those up, but. Yeah, so those are going to be able to, all to offer, too, and I'll have the Fantex one um, as well. They come with a 50-inch steering, I believe, but it's just it's so weird, you know, just going out to buy stuff like that just to model it up. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, the thing is, man, like, I'm all up for um, racer intervention, you know, if you, like, um, just advice, and it, it's a racer product, you know. We're all trying to help each other. That's what we do. Now you have another product. Uh, you have another product over there at Hubco, and you know I've never I never saw one of these things until I went to a dirt track, um, and, and now I see that you're making them. It's you know at pavement tracks they don't use those those lifts that you're making over there, but uh, boy at a dirt track almost everybody's got one or you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it changes the way you work in your car, man. Like even just washing your car, it took me like 20 minutes to jack up my car because. You know, you gotta get the, all the tires off, and you gotta jack it up twice. And there's not enough. Your jacks don't go up high enough. I was like, I'm done with it, and I didn't want to pay a bunch of money, you know, for taking pit lift. And I said, I'm, I'll figure that one out. And sure enough, I did. And um, yeah, it's, it's taken off like crazy. Like we we started up going in November, and um, you know, I'm still working full time and doing that on the side, and it's just it's crazy. But it'll change the way you work on your car and the, feel, the way you feel about your car. I think everybody should have one. Yeah, talk to me about these Hubco lifts because this is something that you, it's not like you're buying other people's lifts and sticking your brand on them and reselling them. You designed this, you build these by hand, um, and these have uh, these have the Hubco marking on them because they are yours and they're backed by your guarantee as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's been, uh, you know, a couple times, I'll be honest with you, you know, customers had questions about it. Um, it just, you know, issues with the pump or anything like that, and I'll, I'll drive my butt down there and help them out, and 
you know, we'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, it's just like, you don't, you don't need to, us, us racers are, are smart people, you know what I mean? We know what goes into these lifts and how much it costs. Um, you know, it, it, it's almost offensive to, to, to charge anything else, you know, but the honest price. And, um, you know, I'm only making about 50 on them and, um, you know, I have a, I made all my jigs myself and I'm a engineering student and I just took what I know and applied it and. It works dang good. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a pretty good claim to have too, is to say that it works dang good. Um, and and while we're talking about things you've engineered, um, you actually have a product uh, that you designed that has the All Star sticker on it now. And going back to <laughs> steering wheels, um, this is a, a coupler, if you will, to help kind of get that steering wheel off of off of our belt clips. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that that went down uh, last year. Uh, I can't remember how that happened, but I, well, uh, yeah, I went down to All Star and, and met with Chris Feldman there. He was a super good guy, and um, you know, we did a batch of fifty of them, and they're still going. And but what it does is, is it just gets the uh, steering wheel out of your out of your way and out of the seatbelts and stuff like that. If you're maxed out on your, um, you know, position of the of the wheel, and so it's, it's there for safety and um, it's there for comfort. You know, it's, it's a relatively inexpensive piece and just bolt on. Um, it's great, and then also you can you can use that with uh, the iRacing adapter too. So it's a kind of all-in-one setup. Now I told Zach I had to ask you this. You know, you just seem awfully busy with everything you got going. Um, you know, I don't know. We we don't know when we're going to go racing, but. Um, you have to promise me that if we don't get back on the track anytime soon, you got to let me get back on the golf course with you because you make me look oh, good. Oh, man. <laughs> I knew that was coming too. Gosh, yeah, I'm telling you what, I am going to, I need to do like a golf simulator is what I need to do. <laughs> I need to put the weapon on you because, I mean, you just made me look crazy. I mean, it's just, yeah, I'm telling you what, we are going racing and when we go up north, it's going down, and you guys are all going to witness it. And <laughs> I'm going to have a special club, and uh, yeah, I'm telling you right now, it's so, going down. Rich, it sounds he's like a, that he's he's an engineer, so now he's going to come and try to kick my butt. See, exactly. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, Rich, it sounds like there's a golf ball with your name on it. <laughs> we had, you know, well, in all seriousness, uh, we had a great time together. We had some fun that morning. Uh, got to spend some time on the golf course. It was nice, and then got to go to the racetrack. It was a. It, it really was a great day that we had. Yeah, man. Like that's that's the difference, man. That's the difference of uh, you guys and the whole uh, the former American Ethanol Tour. It's just it's just the cherry on top of the Sunday. There, it's uh, it's personal. It's good people. Uh, it's clean fun. It, it's great. Now, let's talk about the folks with uh, American Ethanol and One Ethanol. You work closely with them uh, as a marketing partner with One Ethanol specifically. You run their fuel. And not only that, you are also promoting something really cool that they have done during this COVID-19 pandemic with their bulk hand sanitizer sales. Talk about your relationship with One Ethanol. Yeah, um, so One Ethanol, they're, they're great people. I mean, if they're local, um, they're shipping worldwide. It's, just, it's insane. Um, as you know, family farmers as my family is, you know, we're kind of giving that product, you know, with our corn and stuff like that. So it's full circle. 
Um, I believe in the product. I shoot. I, I run that stuff in my truck sometimes if I need to. <laughs> um, but no. So they're they're doing the hand sanitizer. They, they um, stopped all fuel production and and they switched over to the hand sanitizer. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to fulfill needs. You know, I'm, I'm selling the one gallon jugs for twenty five bucks, which is a heck of a deal when you compare it to the one liters that you can get um, in stores right now. And plus, you're supporting you know the local community with those farmers um yeah it, it's just a good product you know it's clean it's uh it's got the fda behind it um i i'm just trying to do my part i guess if, if you will sure well as we wrap up luke i gotta tell you one of my first memories of you was uh, at a at a banquet and uh i had given the knight's invocation and then all of a sudden, as we're giving the awards out, somebody comes up and accepts their award, and the very first thing out of their mouth was, I have to thank God for these opportunities. And my head about jerked off my shoulders because I was like, oh, my gosh, um, how cool is that? You are very vocal, and you are very proud uh, to have your religion be a big part of what you do in the race car. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, it's great. It's all glory be to God, you know. Um, I, just, I just feel like, He's given, I mean, I'm not saying I'm anything special, but um, just he's given us all special unique gifts, and um, he just wants us to, to do our part um, and just to love people, you know what I mean? And um, if I can if I can do that, I feel like I'm I'm doing good, and um, we're, we're just God's hands and feet on this earth, and um, I just hope. You know, the younger generation, I feel like I'm young, too, too but... Well, you no, are. You're only 28. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting old. My fiancée says that all the time. But I just just want the younger generation to know, like, um, you know, God's got got great plans for you. And just all the things that I'm able to achieve is just because of him and um, just to glorify his name. That's, that's all how it all happens. It's great. Well, it is very cool to see, and, uh, you know, uh, great job with everything that you're doing, man. Uh, buying a house, right? Uh, it's my understanding, aren't you planning a wedding, too, through all this with two jobs and all that? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we've been together for about seven years now, and well, it's eight this year, and we were, uh, we're getting, we plan on getting married in Italy, funny story, huh? <laughs> so, but we don't, we're not going to let that stop, obviously, the, the wedding and stuff like that. I don't know where it's going to be, but. Yeah, well, I'm getting married in August, and uh, just keep on keeping on, you know? Yeah, well... And with, and with everything he's got going on, he's never going to get on the golf course with me. <laughs> yeah, you make an appointment. He's got way too much you. going on. Hey, you just heard him, man. You, you, you set the date. He will be there and ready to go. So we'll, we'll keep you up Absolutely. to date. We'll keep you up to date on the Rich France Luke Hubble golf course match uh, that'll be Round coming. Two. That'll be Round. coming hopefully sometime this fall. Um, Luke, man, it's so fun to watch what you're doing with Hubco. Uh, again, uh, they can find that on Facebook, um, and uh, of course they can get a hold of you for uh, again announced tonight uh, those specialty couplers that go from your stock or uh, you know your 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 quick release steering wheel. To your virtual setup, uh, you know, any of those, 20% of the sales of those going toward a Grand Rapids-based food bank. Uh, Luke, you just announced that tonight. More details will be available on Hubco's Facebook page, and I'm uh, going to be looking forward to seeing how that goes. So, Luke, thanks for taking the time to be with us tonight, man. Uh, with, with how busy you are, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. I thank you very much for having me, and uh, 
I love, love, love the show. I've been a long time uh, listener, supporter, and uh, thank you guys for what you're doing. Well, again, Luke Humble, we appreciate him being on the program. Uh, appreciate Jeff Striegel taking some time out uh, during the uh, quarantine, the COVID quarantine, to be on the program as well. Uh, Rich, a lot of information handed out tonight. I got one more thing that I want to make sure we talk about before we wrap things up, and that is that I'm excited to announce that the Hillsdale County Motorsports Show was going into its sixth annual show this coming Sunday at the Hillsdale County Fairgrounds. And uh, while we cannot meet in person, Rich, uh, very excited to announce that we'll be able to do that show virtually where we'll upload five photos from each participant into albums on the Facebook event and fans will still be able to vote via their People's Choice Award uh, and then fans will still get uh, plaques for participating, or excuse me, drivers will still get plaques for participating thanks to Alex's Woodworking uh, who's going to create those special for us free of charge so that the drivers who are participating will still get to reap the reward and the bragging rights of being best in class and best in show in our preseason uh, motorsports show. So uh, excited to have that opportunity to raise money for child abuse prevention and awareness of Hillsdale County, a great organization. Um, and if you would like to donate toward our cause, uh, feel free to contact me or you can PayPal us uh, the money if you'd like as well. PayPal, PayPal.me slash Zach Heiser, Z-A-C-H-H-I-S-E-R. Uh, Rich, just happy to be able to try and provide a little bit of a distraction and some entertainment throughout all this as we uh, <laughs> as we impatiently wait to see our race cars in person. You know, and I'm, I, I have to say, honestly, Zach, uh, over the past few years, you put a lot of effort into that. I'm very proud of you. Uh, I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. That's, that's a great cause. Um, I know you're a spiritual man, and it means a lot to you to do the right thing. And uh, what a, what a better way to involve racing uh, with something that you love to do. So so kudos, young man. Absolutely, thank you. I appreciate that. So again, uh, check it out on Facebook. Uh, you can find the event sixth annual Hillsdale County Motorsports Show on Facebook. It's a mouthful. Just drag the cursor back and replay it again. Um, and uh, you can donate paypal.me slash Zach Heiser. And we would uh, greatly appreciate that. All the proceeds go to Child Abuse Prevention and Awareness of Hillsdale County. Rich, that's really the only thing that's coming up <laughs> on our events calendar. And it's still virtual. So uh, plenty going on on iRacing if that's something you're into. But uh, that's going to do it for our show again here tonight. Yeah, well, on the bright side, Zach, every week we're finding some uh, great people to talk to, and we're finding some news to talk about. So hopefully, in in the near future, we're not going to be struggling with this on a weekly basis, and we'll have some real racing news. Absolutely. Well, uh, Rich, hope you had a great Easter. Uh, I know that we did as well. Hope those of you listening had a great Easter. Uh, try to continue to be safe, to stay healthy. I know it's really tough right now as the weather turns better to keep yourself indoors and to keep yourself quarantined, but you got to do it. As we start to even show a little bit of progress, you have to do it as well so that we can get to the racetrack very, very soon. For Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanks so much for tuning in on a Monday evening, and we'll talk next week right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings on the Motor City Racing Network. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.